Hello everybody and welcome to Just the Facts with your host here, Jay Factor. So today I wanted to open up this podcast with the influences of social media in everyday life. Uh, We have an entire generation now that has grown up with social media, that has grown up with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Snapchat, you name it. I mean, there's probably more out there that I don't even know about. But, you know, there's good influences and then there's bad influences. And today we're going to try to, you know, I'm going to try to talk about the benefits of both. So, if you like, hit me with questions. Uh, Always feel free to comment. Always feel free to share this podcast with everybody and anybody you know. And let's dive into the world that is social media. So, social media, you know, the big, really first boom, uh, if you want to call it that, dates back really to my opinion this is my opinion only to the AOL creatable chat rooms you know you could go in say you're from Oxford Ohio and you could go in and create under this category of Ohio subcategory Oxford Cincinnati Columbus you know I mean just anywhere Circleville uh, just anywhere like that to create chat rooms people would find it by searching or you invite people private chats, things like that. So, that being said, you know, that got people talking, that got people interested. Who had AOL? You know, we're going way back to the 1990s here. And the shift that happened once MySpace was available and became available to the masses, as they say. So, you know, then we have MySpace, which had a chance to, believe it or not, at one point, buy Facebook. Well... They never figured Facebook would take off, so, you know, like much like how Blockbuster laughed and mocked Netflix, they figured it would never take off, left it to sit where it was, and now we all know the aftermath of that. And MySpace really revolutionized a lot of things. You know, profiles could be completely customized, you know, with pictures and music and links to just anywhere and everywhere. I mean, it was crazy and just how much you could fill a page with to really slow somebody down or, you know, you could just do so much with it. And it was a great learning curve for those, uh, for the younger generation that was coming up to get everything up and going. But... That was the really first big boom where you didn't have to have anything like MSN, Yahoo, AOL, and things like that. So that was in itself really something to behold, something to marvel at. And everybody knows we always had Tom. Tom was always there for us. You can't say you didn't try to lead him because we all know we did. But Tom was always there for us even when we were all alone. So now we jump into, you know, getting to Facebook. And the beginnings of Facebook, you know, I mean, was just a humble little thing. Reconnect with people, um, search people out, you know, and a different way to connect as compared to MySpace. MySpace was always a competition of I can do this, I can do this, you can do this, I can do this, I can do this to you, and things of that nature. Facebook, though, was just very basic. You find people, you like what they post. You had a comment, and in time you could share it. It's a great way for old friends to reconnect who didn't have MySpace and didn't want to put up with the trash that was on there. And Facebook, for the most part, kept themselves very basic for the longest time. Um, you know, you had no chat rooms. You know, you had private chats, PMs, whatever you want to call them, DMs, things of that nature. 
So, you know, it started off well and good. Well, with everything that starts off well and good, there has to be the bad. So, as many friends you may connect with, or people you may remember, that also became bad for people who looked up others that they may have missed in their life. Uh, exes looking each other up, reconnecting that way. It's all, all, sounds all well and good. But how easy is it to lie on social media? Especially when not everybody under the sun had it at the time. You know, when it was still relatively so new and, you know, it had that new car smell. You know, you could get away with some stuff. You know, you could get away with some, you know, get away with some secrets and things like that before it is to the level that it is today. So, with that being said, um, it caused a lot of issues. It caused a lot of drama. And everybody was using it for everything. Oh, I went to Burger King and had a Whopper. I went to Chuck E. Cheese with my kids and had this and had that. And, you know, you had to start tagging yourself in it, which gave people around you who may not have liked you or people who were desperate for an income and couldn't find a job or may have been unemployed uh, or just nasty people in general would break into your houses when you tag yourself in a location saying, hey, they're not home at the moment. You know, so I mean, that's always a risk when you take when you do things like that, and it's still a risk today. Let's be honest. And you know, um, divorce rates. I mean, higher than fifty percent in the United States alone. I'm not sure about other countries. Um, you know, if you're from a different country like the UK, Germany, Australia, China, Japan, anywhere in the world, Canada, Mexico, South America. You know, feel free to you know chime in on that. But. You know, with, like I said, with every good, there's bad. And this just really caused so many problems. Um, you know, people who didn't like each other reconnect and cause drama. And, you know, there's the new thing that became cyberbullying where kids would no longer pick on, you know, the weaklings in school. They use, you know, the internet. They use messengers. They create fake accounts and pick on kids. And, you know, and people killing themselves, which is horrible. Something that nobody should ever have to go through. And there's really, let's be honest here, there's really not that many laws on the books in a lot of places that can deal with this kind of thing. It, 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 they say it has to play itself out for a lot of times. And I don't condone violence, but if you're being bullied and you know who they are, even if you get a couple of hits in on yourself, go up and just whoop their ass. I mean, let's just be honest about it, you know. Nobody wants to get in a fight. Nobody wants to get hurt. But the best old-school way to stop a bully is to be the bully. And then after that, you never know. Maybe you become your best friend. You still may hate each other, but you have a mutual respect for each other. Because once that bully sees this, you're willing to stick up for yourself. My opinion only. I'm not advocating violence. But nine times out of ten, when you go up and you confront a bully, they either leave you alone or they have more respect for you and go on to somebody else. Or sometimes you can get them to be, be pulled away from being a bully and, you know, understand where they're coming from. Maybe they're hurting and you could be the shoulder they cry on. You know, you just never know. But, you know, it, it, it's sad, you know, anymore it seems like the bad is outweighing the good on social, media, on social media, especially Facebook. You know, Facebook has gotten so nitpicky, and I can understand why. I mean, you know, there, there's a much younger crowd on there kids are on there and everything else and you know uh, you want parents want their kids to feel safe but at a point what is an accept an, an acceptable age pardon my 
stutter for a second. But what is an acceptable age for someone on Facebook? My own child, um, he's monitored. He's monitored in heaven. And my child is a teenager on the cusp of becoming an adult. Um, but, you know, my child is monitored. If a message comes in, there's an email that tells us there's a message. You know, and if my teenager is caught trying to hide something and is found out, there's going to be repercussions. You know, it, I'm not saying I'm going to, you know, beat my child or anything, but, you know, there, there's going to be the sit down and discuss why you did what you did was wrong and trying to hide it is even worse because everything comes to the light eventually. And, you know, and you have to watch what you post. And we, we've gotten on, my wife and I have gotten on to our child about this many, many times. Because, you know, teenagers don't think before they act. Come on, let's be real here, let's be real here people. Sorry, I have a little bit of a speech impediment from time to time. But, you know, let's, let's be honest. Uh, my opinion, I think you should at least be 14 or older for Facebook. Because you're starting to get more of that matureness. Um, to start to learn more about the world and things. You know, you're on the cusp of high school, if not in high school at that point. So you should be treated a little bit more like a young adult. I'm not saying a full-fledged adult, but I'm talking about a young adult having more responsibility and knowing the risk of those responsibilities and being able to be rewarded for hard work. Now, you know, seeing... And, and, and to go on to this... We're going to branch out these teenagers going on there in the drama of, oh, I love so-and-so, and, you know, my boyfriend broke up with me, and blah, 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 blah. It, you know, you're kids. I mean, yes, you're young adults, but you're still kids at heart for the most part. And going on there, you should be worried more about your homework than who Susie Q is dating over Johnny uh, Bad Boy Adamson. And I'm just throwing names on top of my head here. But, you know, and... The picking on each other. You know, parents really need to monitor their kids. If something comes up, you know, it, sh it needs to be investigated. Parents need to be more involved with their kids' lives. And I'm not saying that you need to police your child. You know, you do need to give them a lead away. They, need, they do need to be trusted. They need to, you know, understand the balance of reward versus consequence. And... If it is something insensitive, absolutely punish a child. Take away their phone, uh, suspend their account, you know. Find ways to monitor and keep your child safe as well. So, you know, and even after they turn 18, you know, they're, they're still impressionable. They're still learning. They're still out there, and they could get in so much more trouble at that point that you can't protect them from. So how do we go about trying to find the balance and that is something I can't answer because it's going to be different for everybody you know um, kids are going to be picked on for social status for who they are for where they come from in life where they live what they wear what they like who they associate with you know I mean we all know the answer you know the whole <clears throat> stigma to that and it does get ugly and sadly social media is a way for these kids to pick on each other so you know parents i say to you step up a little more i understand work is hectic you know my wife and i both work full time we work different shifts we work a whole lot and i have other things on the side that i do but i don't sacrifice my family time 
to get ahead. And I'm guilty of that at one point, and it, and it did cause a lot of problems, but that was an easy fix. Does it suck having to put my side projects and everything else that I want to accomplish on the side? Absolutely. But I will find the time. Parents, find the time. Monitor your kids. You can be friendly with your kid, but don't be your kid's best friend. Especially when it comes to social media. These kids run rampant. These kids go almost free with everything. It's not just Facebook. It's Twitter. It's Insta. You know, it's everything else. So we need, as parents, to remember what it was like to be at their age, but be in a different age of technology. <clears throat> Pardon me. So, you know, we have to be able to step up. We have to be able to protect our kids as well as nurture and teach our kids as well. That is one of the most important things that we have to do as parents. And depending on what a child does, you could be held reliable as well. Do not forget about that. You know, truancy in school, you know, and how does that tie into social media, you may ask? Well, think about it. If these kids find other kids who are older and drive, and these kids, you know, may not care about their education because they know someone's going to take care of them, which is sad to say, but, you know, they're going to be truant. They're going to skip school. They're going to go out and do whatever. What would happen, you know... I hear the excuse, I didn't know my kid was into that. Well, why didn't you know? It's all over your social media. You have, we have to step up as parents. And I'm not saying I'm the perfect parent, because I make plenty of mistakes. I'll own every mistake I make, because that's how I grow, that's how I learn, that's how I evolve as a parent, as a human being. That's how I do better as a dad. But, you know, my kid also knows I love them. I don't have to say it every day. I don't have to hug my child every day. I don't have to express my feelings every day with every situation for my child to know that I love them. You know, my wife, my spouse, she knows how much I love her. She knows the extent that I will go to to provide. And I've put that all over my social media. I mean, hell, it was called out at church the other day for us. But, you know, it's, it, it, it's finding that balance is what's imperative because we're at a tipping point we have kids that are out of control we have kids that are overspoiled we have adults that are overspoiled we have kids who don't know how to stop indulging in anything whether that be social media music provocative language sex i mean just so much you know and they see things such as 16 to pregnant teen mom and other things like that and they think oh you know well I'll do that I can get myself an easy check when they don't realize there's millions of people who apply for those who get rejected you know they only select just a very few you know look at look, look at the drama from Team Mom Team Mom OG Team Mom 2 and just whatever else that's out there from 16 or pregnant I, I, I'm not trying to sound bad on those mothers because some of them have turned out to be terrific mothers and fathers at a young age because they stepped up and they knew they needed to step up but doing it in the public eye imagine the pressure that is on them uh, one of the girls was even on Dr. Phil for a follow up episode after she was released from prison you know, these are the stories you don't hear about that they don't always share on social media you know, we want to glorify everything, and then when it gets so bad, we want to demonize it. You know, um, 
like I said, throwing every bit of your personal business out there, that's not what it's intended for. Topics. Topics is another social media site that no one, you know, really talks about as being social media, but it was because it was a discussion board. It was originally intended for businesses to help each other out and communicate. And look at the hot mess it was for years of how people would dog other people in their own local forums. And, it, you know, it got so bad that topics completely shut down and started over to where they have no discussion boards at all. And there's a revolutionary change going on with Facebook that with the younger crowd, um, people who are independent authors and independent entertainers, I mean, they are scrutinized. You know, um, a lady that I know had a picture of her daughter and her granddaughter, and someone reported it as being provocative, and she almost lost her account over that. That's not fair. I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, she was showing anything with any kind of nudity or any heavy heavy cleavage or anything like that but you know we've gotten so sensitive that we don't think about the other person or the repercussion on the other side and that's another thing is is the desensitization if that's the correct term to use but we've become so desensitized that we only care about ourselves for the most part that, oh, I want 100,000 views, you know, I want to go on YouTube, and I want to be making $100,000 a month. That's great and all, that's great you have those aspirations, but it's like, what, less than a 3% chance that you make it, and those who make it have had to bust their hind end off. I mean, it's not easy to make it entertainment. I know. I'm an amateur entertainer myself, but you don't see me on here hopping and trying to promote my work because this is something completely different. For me, this is an outlet. For me, I want to inform people. I want to entertain people. You know, I want to have discussions. I want to bring people on. I want to answer questions. I want to do everything that I can in a positive manner. I don't want this to just be, oh, well, you know, I want to get, you know, 100 million followers and become rich and quit my job. I have a decent paying job. I have good benefits. I have a retirement. Okay, so for me, this is just something extra to fill time. You know, if, if it works out, great, terrific. I took a chance and I got all the advantages of it. If it doesn't, it's something that I can still enjoy and share with all of you, which is what I try to do with my social media. I am an amateur entertainer. I am an independent entertainer. I am a semi-professional entertainer too, you know. And it just, it baffles me of how people do just go down one road. This is the only road I'm going to go down. This is the only road I can go down. If I fail, I'm a failure. Okay, it's okay to fail. It's okay to try and fail. It's okay to fail, fall flat on your face, and see the scar. Because when you pick yourself back up, you're going to be stronger. You're going to be more dedicated. You should be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, I may not have made it, but I tried. And we are creating a society of people who want to try, and when they fail, they are so afraid to pick themselves back up. Thomas Edison, 2,000 ways to be God being decent light bulb. Everybody's seen National Treasure. What did Nicolas Cage say that it was a quote? I found 2,000 ways of how not to make a light bulb. All right, two, way 2001, way 2002, way 2003 worked. To innovate, create, 
you have to be ready for failure. You know, I've seen YouTube videos of Dr. Phil where overspoiled young adults and adults have, were relying on their parents because their passion was the only thing that they were concerned about. A person who left a $60,000 a year job, yes, to try to do videos on YouTube, who hadn't, who maybe made 12 bucks in a year, gave up a $60,000 a year career. And it was going to make, make more and more and more, you know, the further you get into that career. Do YouTube as a hobby and, and I know, I know, I know. Careers and jobs take time out of your day. But when you go to find the time to do things such as creating a YouTube channel, creating a podcast, and so much more, you know, you're going to appreciate the material that much more as well. You're going to work harder. It gives you time to think of new ideas. You're going to have time to go over everything rather than just shoot, post, and see where the dust settles. That doesn't always work. Yeah, some people get lucky and they get fortunate and boom, they're in a success. And to those people, I applaud you. Me, I'm a plotter. I plot everything out. From what I write, to the music I used to be involved in, to my daily routine, everything's plotted out for me. I have to have that kind of structure. I didn't have that kind of structure growing up. I had to teach myself that structure. My wife has helped me with that structure. You know? And that's just plays into everything, you know, and to put every aspect of your life on social media is not the way to live. That's not living, people. That's making yourself a target. That's making yourself a prisoner. You may be entertaining to one person, but to another, you know, they may look up to you. You know, you may have the marriage that all people envy. And then you go in there and say, well, Tom went and cheated with so-and-so and blah, 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 blah. Okay, think about what that's going to do for Tom. I'm not saying what, I'm not justifying what Tom done. I'm not justifying or advocating or saying that it's okay to cheat whatsoever. Because it's not. Now, you took a vow to be faithful to one person. And Tom could have been with Dick. Tom could have been with Mary. Tom could have been with Bobcat Billy Joe Jewel. But the point is, you made a promise. You broke the promise. Don't give the full detail. Give Tom some dignity. Tom may be a great father. Tom may have adopted 12 kids. But what are people going to remember from that post? Tom's a cheater. Okay, well that gives people a hey. That gives other women hey. He's a cheater. But don't divulge everything. And don't always put the blame on the other person. Because sometimes they know, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they care, sometimes they don't. And, you know, that plays into everything. We need to get back to having some compassion in this world. You know, um, and there's so much anger, so much violence, there's so much just of everything. We overindulge in everything in this planet, especially in America. We are so guilty of overindulging, whether it be food, um, you know, I mean, the material we find entertaining, social media, just the biggest one, you know, you've heard me say it a few times already, sex. Sex is everywhere. Sex is on TV. Sex is on the radio. Sex is on social media. You know, sex is in stories. Sex is in movies. Uh, it's everywhere, and it shouldn't be. 
It should be something that should still be enjoyable, not something to just market to make an easy buck. You know, E.L. James made a lot of money off of sex with Fifty Shades of Grey, and that's great for E.L. James. But, you know, look at other hot series. Like, look at Harry Potter. Not one mention of sex through the whole thing. J.K. Rowling became a billionaire. And she did do a lot of damage to her career, and I'm not saying everything that she said and does is right. So don't think that I'm just pro 100% J.K. Rowling. Because, you know, that's, that's in my will well. But, you know, and, you know, um, Stephanie Meyer, Twilight. Okay, yes, I know there's sex towards the end there, but, you know, it never really showed anything like Fifty Shades would. And, um, Hunger Games, the Fifth Wave series, the Immortal Instruments. I really can't say much about that because I really haven't read all those books. My wife loved those books, but, you know, Percy Jackson. And, yeah, I know, and people who would know these series are going to go, well, he's going for young adult, new adult. Okay, I started out young adult, new adult in my writing career, so I have a fondness for that genre, okay? It's not where I am, but I have a fondness for it. You know, Nicholas Sparks, yes, he implies it, but he never goes into detail of it. You know, so discretion is key to everything. Discretion is the key to life. Respect goes along with discretion. Understanding goes along with respect. Compassion goes into everything. That's how I feel. You may not feel that way, and it's okay to disagree. Some people are just jaded. Some people, you know, are going to... It's going to blow their mind. You're going to think twice. Hey, this kind of makes sense. Or you may say, yeah, this guy's full of crap. Well, you know what? That's your opinion, and you're entitled to it. I don't know everything. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do know everything. Certain situations do call for detail. Others call for discretion. You know, when you have a fight with your spouse, don't put it on Facebook. Hey, me and Tommy had a fight. Okay, well, and everybody's going to be, oh, what happened? You know, because especially here in America, we love wrecks. Like, if we're driving down the interstate and we see a wreck, we will slow down to see what we can see. Because tragedy attracts us. That's sad to say, but us as Americans, we can't deny that fact. But, you know, back to the whole thing with social media, you know, discretion, respect. And would you want it done to you? I grew up with the understanding everything you do comes back times three. You know, if you do good deeds, it's going to come back times three. If you do bad deeds, it's going to come back times three. If you're in between, it's going to hit you in between times three. There are days that I have bad days, but I don't put it all over social media. And if you do need to get something off your chest, put it to where only you can see it. They have that option now. We all want attention, but you don't want it in a negative connotation. You want to be uplifting. You want to help somebody. If somebody's having a bad day, and they put on there, hey, you know, I'm having a bad day. You know, like veterans especially, with PTSD. That's very close, near and dear to my heart. If I see someone having a bad day, I'll DM them rather than comment. Say, hey, this is just between you and me. What's up? And I built that trust with my friends. You know, that's another thing. 
These kids don't know the definition of friendship these days. Just because you're friends on Facebook, Twitter, Insta, Tumblr, Snapchat, whatever else, that doesn't really make you a friend. It makes you an acquaintance. A true friend will go to bat with you, go to bat for you when it ships you down. A true friend will help you up off the ground when you've been knocked on your ass. A true friend is there to lend an ear, to give you advice from what they know, from a, maybe from a similar experience, and not to judge you, not to criticize. Yeah, maybe in a joking way to cut up and have fun, but when shit hits the fan, a true friend's gonna have your back. Man, when you're in, in rage in a battle, best friend's gonna be right there, I'm right here with you, buddy. Come on, we're gonna ride this out, we're gonna ride it till the wheels fall off together. That's a friend. That's extended family. That's love. That's compassion. That should be what we all strive to want in our lives. Is compassion. And we've lost it. But again, that's just my opinion. You may agree with me. You may be over there cussing me out. Hey, that's your absolute right to do so. But I won't judge you for it. We need to get back to respecting each other. I don't care who you are, where you come from, what you do, what your orientation is. If you're a good person, I'm going to respect the hell out of you. And I hope you respect the hell out of me. Social media and the way people influence it needs more attention than what's going on just on the news. Because that feeds into it too. It's all interconnected. It's all related, you know. And I'm not saying let's not support causes, because we should. That's how we get change. That's how change occurs. But we need to remember a respect factor to anything and everything. We need to learn self-restraint, self-control. We need to think about how it affects others. And that's what social media doesn't do. Social media forgets about other people because you focus on just me. And like I said, I'm guilty of that as myself. And when I realize that I've done that, I'll take the post down. If I really think it's going to hurt or affect somebody, that's the last thing I want to do. I am an entertainer. At some point, my voice may matter. At some point, my voice will matter to somebody. And I want you to think about that yourself. You're on social media, in a way, you're an entertainer. You are drawing someone's attention. Someone is paying attention to you for the point you're making. So make an impact that's worth making. Don't be a destructive asteroid or comet coming in to ruin somebody. Be the person who shows the compassion this world desperately needs, and we all know this world needs compassion. This world needs better understanding, but we can't get there by focusing on ourselves. You have to think about everybody else you touch in your life. That is the message of today's podcast. Stop and think before you react. Be proactive, not reactive. Again, I'm not saying I'm perfect at it because I make tons of mistakes every day. I apologize.
apologize for them. I acknowledge them, and that's how I grow as a person. It's how we grow as a society. It's how we evolve as human beings. So remember that next time you get to post something. So, that being said, that is the end of today's podcast. If you like what you hear, give me a thumbs up, give me a follow, you can follow me anywhere this podcast is broadcasted. And I'll see you next time on Just the Facts.